Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals bringing patients relief at last. Spinal stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves. Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272 or online, austinpaindoctor.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 9.05 on the Todd and Oz Show. I'm Patrick Osborne, joined by Brad Swale. And for uh, Todd Jeffries, be back on Monday. And we've been getting into a whole lot of good stuff uh, today. And, of course, one of the big stories nationally, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, going to be uh, dueling uh, stops at the border, although uh, they're going to be about five hours apart. You're going to have uh, Donald Trump. He'll be in Eagle Pass, where there's actually a lot of action. And then you're going to be in Brownsville. Uh, that's where Joe Biden will be. And, well, you got more than 2,000 crossings in the last few days over there in Eagle Pass and like 46 in Brownsville. So I think that, that, that says a lot. And actually, speaking of Brownsville, Benny's down there, and he wants to weigh in. Good morning to you, Benny. Hey, Benny. Hey, how you doing, sir? Great, great. What are you seeing down there in Brownsville? I, I live in Brownsville. I was born and raised here in Brownsville. Uh, I listen to you guys. Since uh, you guys have the sergeant, I'm a truck driver. Sergeant so I, Sam. I, I, I go by Austin all the time, but I try to avoid it because of your traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, Benny. That, that and another, a whole lot of other reasons. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the only reason Biden is coming to Brownsville is because right now, thanks to our governor, he's been shipping all these people out of here. He should have came here when we had the problem. He should have. Uh, the... I live exactly one mile from the river, and you always had herds of people coming through. Let me ask people, you a question, Ben. They even poisoned oh. my dogs. I used to have a pair of dormants from a male and a female, and they were just doing their job. When you come around my fence, they bark, and, and they look mean. Yeah. So yeah. you don't come into my house. And what people did is they opened a package of rat poison, and they threw it inside my fence. Oh, my God. Jeez. Your dogs so didn't would, get it, did so they? They would make noise when all those herds of people come by. Oh, man. So let me ask you this, because you're, you're, you're down there along the border. You see stuff like this every day. Um, do, do border communities uh, really feel abandoned by Joe Biden, by the White House? I mean, this is a, this is a, a, yes, a, a, a massive yes, problem. Yes, sir, we do. Yes, sir, we do. Uh, we do. We have relatives across right across in Matamoros, Tamaulipas and we go across and one time we were just about to get to the border of the bridge where they have this fence that closes up the bridge now just in case of emergency mm-hmm. it's a fence that has wire a uh, bob wire on the top and on the back and then they have all these other things they, that they put up to clog up the, the the bridge we were just going to get to that so we can get to the u.s side when a mob of people came running across the bridge and then they had to close it. And we had to sit there mm. with all these people around us that could break your windows or something, waiting for them to come down, go back to Mexico, and then let us go by through. Mm. Well, now you have, and, so you have family over there in Tamaulipas, uh, but you know, a lot of the debate right now is whether or not we should just lock that border down and close it real tight. Considering that you have family over there, do you support that kind of thing? Yeah, and it's it's not 
unfair for a lot of people. You know how many my 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 sister in law has been waiting to come over, mm. and she's been trying to do it legally mm-hmm. for fourteen years. Jeez. Her paperwork has been in 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 the system for fourteen years with no movement. With no movement. Oh my god! See, I that's that's a problem. Like, just come across. Yeah, and I they get it. I mean, you know, trip wherever you want. They'll give you money up there, up north. Mm-hmm. Is she tempted to just come across? Like when you say that to her? No, she's she's a chicken. She, she's <laughs> my wife's family. They're like really straight. Like, oh, let's not do this because we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to start on the wrong foot. Mm. Well, I can appreciate and that. Yeah, for her. And another thing that he, the reason that he's coming to Brownsville is that. I live in a democratic hellhole. That's why he's coming here. He's going to be worshipped by all these. I, I almost said something I should say out of the radio. Um, hey, we get what you're saying. Yeah. Backwards politicians. They're going to be worshipped by him, by, by our crooked politicians that we have. Well, you're. I mean, you're down on the ground in Brownsville, and you know, I hear stories over the past several years about how border border counties and stuff like that are, are becoming a little bit more conservative because of issues like that, uh, like this. Are you also seeing that? Is that something that you see on the ground? Ah, uh, no, 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 it. no, no, not as. Common. Why are you breaking not my heart? <laughs> I don't know, buddy, but it breaks my heart too. Uh, uh, you know. My, my 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 dad always taught us or, or showed us the way that first you fix your house and you make sure that your house is nice and running. Everybody is fine before you try to help other people. That's right. And we're, we're backwards. We're helping other people when we have people here that have a lot of trouble, that we have a lot of veterans. That, that that are down out of their lot. We have a lot of homeless people yes, that have contributed to the system. Yes, sir. We have we have even have American Indian tribes that don't have running water. That's right. That's but right. yet we're fixing other people's problems. Yeah, well, I, you know, our own people here in America, uh, you know, we Americans, we're being pri- uh, we're not being prioritized over over anyone else, it seems. And it's kind of like you pointed out, you know, we they just we're, we're supposed to go and clean everybody else's backyard while our backyard is still filthy and getting filthier. Exactly, man. Hey, hey Benny, exactly. thanks thanks so much for your perspective down there. And call us anytime and uh, stay safe. And uh, and I hope you have a, a great rest of your week, my friend. Night fifteen, and getting a look at Austin's on time. Oh, pardon me. It's uh, not not we're not doing traffic. Here. Sorry, it's been a long week. That's okay. Nine fifteen on the Todd and Oz show. Traffic uh, is traffic <laughs> is what traffic is. I'm Patrick Osborne, and he's Brent. Wait on the you phone failed. number here. I did. I did. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. So I got a little bit of information about something that they're going to be talking about today at the uh, at the Austin City Council meeting. Uh-oh. And in true Austin City Council fashion, has absolutely nothing to do with anything in this city whatsoever. And it comes from Zoe Kadri. So, you know. You, you know go. it's got to be good. Yeah, this guy's full of smash what hits. What number is it? 100. Ugh. So this it's is, down at the end when yeah. people are tired. That's right. Uh, this is uh, it's item 100 on the Austin City Council agenda. It says, Council calls on Google as the parent company of YouTube Music and Cognizant to engage in good faith negotiations with the union representing the workers of the YouTube Music Content Operations Team to address their concerns and work towards mutually beneficial solutions and urges Google and Cognizant to prioritize fair compensation, job security, and workplace workplace protections for YouTube music workers, recognizing their integral role in the success of the platform. 
uh, wh- where in any of that babble is anything that has to do with something that should be discussed at the Austin City Council meeting? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not surprised, but there's there's nowhere in there. I don't know why the city council is is doing this. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't know. It's is, pointless. Are YouTube music? I don't. I don't. Why really, do we care? And why would Google care? Why would Google care what this Austin City Council yeah. thinks? Uh, Google has Google is a what is it? I don't know how many billions of dollars, trillion dollar business, whatever. It's massive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think they particularly care what the city council says. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a tech company. I don't know what these workers do. Are they just people that put their music on YouTube? And that's what, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if this gets, <laughs> if this gets passed, it will, it, sure it will. You know sure. it will. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. When it gets passed, it says the city manager is encouraged to explore opportunities for collaboration with relevant stakeholders, including labor organizations and advocacy groups to further support the interest of YouTube music workers and promote fair labor standards in Austin. Now, <laughs> Okay, the city council wants the city manager to focus on something like this. Does the city council have more important things that they want the city man? Is there more important? I should rephrase that. Is there more important things out there that the city manager should be focusing on? I don't know. We talked earlier about a a budget deficit, and Ryan Alter's talking about maybe cutting back on the the overtime for police, mm-hmm. and you know that that leads to the question of well, we don't have enough police. Maybe we shouldn't be spending time on this. I think Google, they're, they're going to ignore it anyway. Can we just focus on real problems? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for example, you had Ed Venino. He's the city's chief financial officer. It was on Tuesday at a council work session telling them, hey, you guys have been far, far, far too reliant on these federal American Rescue Plan Act funds. COVID-era money that's about to all dry up. Yeah. And when that happens, you're going to have to tighten your belt and figure out where you need to make some cuts. And, of course... You know, uh, it, it was immediately uh, panic from those who we got. We got to save tenant tenant assistance programs. We got to save uh, the UBI, uh, the guaranteed income. We Ryan Alter, resident council soy boy, uh, of course, comes out and uh, says, uh, "Well, what about all this overtime that the Austin Police Department has been has been paying out?" And uh, Ed Venino, the, the chief financial officer, kind of came to the aid of APD and basically made it you know, this, your creation. In the case of the police department, where you look at council authorized somewhere around 1,800 sworn personnel, and we currently have about 1,450 sworn personnel boots on the street, that creates a lot of savings that we had budgeted for salaries that the chief is now needing to use in overtime to, to, meet the, to meet the mission. So here we go. Yet another council-created problem that's costing big bucks. Now, I know that, I mean, granted, these cops are going out there and they're working a lot of overtime, and that gets tiring. But I'm sure when they get that paycheck, it's probably worth it, you know? So somebody's benefiting from this, but at the end of the day, the city council uh, is... is they're clearly not focused. You heard the numbers there. They're clearly not focused on where they should. Uh, Van Unu, and I think Van Unu's numbers are a little low there because when you add in the 150 positions at APD that were cut in the, by the 2020 council, yep. the defunding council, you know, we're up above 500 short at APD. But here we are worrying about, you know, well, what about all this overtime? And hey, let's make sure that uh, Google and YouTube uh, negotiate in, in good faith and workers' rights for YouTube music workers. I, what are we doing in this city? And make no mistake about it, there will be protesters again today at Austin City Hall, pro-Palestinian uh, protesters demanding 
A ceasefire resolution be called at Austin City Hall. And guys like Zoe, you know that they would love to, to, to be in the mix of something like that because he clearly doesn't care about this city. He's all about everywhere else but Austin. Yeah. What's the budget deficit projected to be? So I... Uh, Fifteen million is what it's projected to be at this uh, point, and that's that's also due to a slowdown in sales tax revenue growth. Sure, it's a drop in the bucket, a freaking drop. Year of it, it was four point five billion. the The budget was four point five billion a few years ago. Then it was five billion. Then it was five point five billion this past year. I'm sure it'll be close to six billion this year. Five fifteen million dollars is such a drop in the bucket. Yeah, you can find stuff to cut, mm-hmm. right? And it's maybe you should have the city manager focus on real problems the city of Austin is facing, like. Okay, well, where can we, where can we find this this tiny sliver of our budget uh, to make little cuts? Well, right? I, I tell you, a good place to start: the Guaranteed Income Pilot Program. It's not going to fill up that whole fifteen million. But those people gap. did so well on it; they well, loved it. Well, good for Patrick. them. They had, a, they had a year on it. They can go do something else now, not on my dime. Okay, but uh, well, what are they supposed to do? What? How are they supposed to survive, Patrick? With the city of Austin, does it give them, you know, no strings attached, thousands of dollars a month? You want to hear the harsh answer to that? No, I don't know. I might want to. Do they? They're grown adults, and it's not my problem. Ooh. Now that doesn't mean that I don't care. But when you're telling me that you have to fund all this stuff, no, I don't. And I'll, and I'll, I'll I'm. That's that's the way you get me to not support something by forcing. Forcibly removing money and calling it taxation and then giving it away to people, no, no strings attached. Yeah. So get rid of that. That'll save you 1.5, 2 million bucks probably. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a start. I wonder where this potential climate bond comes into all of this. Do mm. they see the writing on the wall for the, the lack of all of these federal funds coming in? They need a little extra, a little boost maybe? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't, I don't expect a climate bond in November. I mean, I guess anything possible. That's, if it happens, that's when they say it's going to happen. Did one in Jesus Garza that said $1.8 billion in unassigned debt we still have, so we we don't need to be taking any more voter-approved debt for a while? Uh, yeah, I think he did say that recently, but it seems like the city council, there's an adversarial relationship between most of the city council, not Kirk Watson, of course, because they're buddies, but most of the city council and uh, Jesus Garza. Yeah. So I don't think that when he says something like that, it's almost like telling your child, like, you know, don't watch that. Don't watch that scary movie. And then you go to bed, and they sneak downstairs and watch that scary movie. It's uh, we're we're ruled by a confederacy of idiots in this city. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, there's a coalition of groups fighting the I-35 expansion, and they claim that they're growing. On uh, February 28th, just yesterday, Rethink 35, you've heard of these guys, uh, and some other partners, they refiled a civil rights administrative complaint with additional signatories, including all three mayoral candidates, Doug Greco, Carmen Yanis Polito, and uh, Kathy Tovo, as well as D- District 7 Council candidate Adam Powell, and they say more than 30 organizations and neighborhood administrations. Um, they, the complaint they say, points to the fact that the initial construction of I-35 solidified the 1928 racial segregation line between East and West contains data illustrating how the impacts of those decisions remain with us today. It says the complaint alleges the expansion of 35 doubles down on those same harmful practices, displacing people from their homes and businesses, 86% of whom, they say of which, uh, are low-income low people of color, worsening air quality in areas already at higher risk of respiratory illness and moving uh, polluted water from downtown into East Austin. So it's all the same argument, all the same argument. And I'm sorry, but in tw- it's, it's 2024. It is not 1928. Yeah. It's not 1955 or 1999. Hell, it's not 2010. It's tw- 2024. Almost all of us have cars or the ability to walk, to get to a bus. There is public transit here, despite what people will tell you. Um, 
we we have so and, and most of us work in in other parts of town from where we live you're never going to convince me anymore that a road in 2024 with all of the creature comforts that we all have east yep. or west of 35 uh you're never going to convince me that it's just some racist dividing line that that still stands the test of time to keep us physically and and uh physically segregated yeah well i mean i hate to break it to the the i-35 nimbies out there but austin is in fact an integrated city right we don't have uh white whites only water fountains and uh whites only neighborhoods like that stuff does not exist Mm. it hasn't existed for a very long time Mm -hmm. There are there's not a single neighborhood or a single business or a single anything anywhere in the city of Austin that says that people of color cannot, I don't know, enjoy the the, the use of. Right, right. Uh, they got a quote here from uh, our pal at the Austin Justice Coalition, Chris Harris. He says, I-35 has divided Austin, displaced and harmed people of color since it was built. Text out efforts and to expand 35 will worsen, worsen that division, displacement, and harm, and we won't sit idly by and just let this happen. If it's if it's harmed people of color since it was built, uh, I'm curious how that maybe pollution or something like that. Does it all, has it also harmed white people? And that way, I don't know. Chris Harris couldn't care less about that sort of thing. Okay. Or or, or anyone in that group. No, they they have no concern about whether or not this has impacted all of Austin. The east of I thirty five has been gentrified, yeah. right? It's it's it, there's the the amount of development that's over there. It's not the same neighborhood that it was even when I was a kid or even when I was in college. It's not the same. It is dra- dramatically different. The idea that this is still some sort of dis- d- d- division line is I don't know. It's Kind of crazy. It's ridiculous is what it is. It's the same old talking point, low-hanging fruit. And and I, I just, I don't know. We're, we, this is not how we progress, uh, but it's funny how progressives are the ones that, that regress us the most. 931 on the Todd Nas Show. I'm Patrick Osborne, and he is Brad Swale. We would love to hear from you. 512-836-0590. And before we had, uh, went into the break, we were talking about this, uh, this latest filing of a, a civil rights complaint by the group Th- Rethink 35. Uh, they claim that they're a growing coalition. Uh, their their opposition to the I-35 expansion is is growing, and they cite the 1928 racial segregation line between East and West Austin. And they uh, they claim that in 2024, with all of our creature comforts and everything that we have that interconnects us as human beings, uh, it's still a racist road. Uh, let's go over to East Austin. Gilbert's over there, and uh, he's got some thoughts on this. Good morning, Gilbert. Good morning, guys. Uh, nice talking to you this morning. You as well. Thanks, Gilbert. Um, Okay, well, my uh, my idea on this is I, I'm just tired of, you know, the liberals, you know, whenever they can't get anything that they want, you know, they pull their, their, their ace Trump card out, which is race this, race that. Yep. I mean, has any of them, the you know, council members or whoever's on this uh, – this uh this lawsuit or whatnot you know been to the east side of 35 i mean have they walked around east side of 35 i mean yeah maybe it was like that back in the 20s and 30s but you know there with all this gentrification i guess i said it right uh going on and with you know businesses that were once owned by minorities now you know uh owned by you know uh you know, white people, sure, you know, sure. uh, or whatnot. Uh, but you know, it's, it's the, the whole dynamic of, of race has actually changed to the opposite side. Uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, you, probably, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you know, spot, you know, 
you know, a white person walking around, you know, now, you know, now, I mean, that's, you know, that, you know, that's all you see, you know, you see a mixture of white, brown, uh, whatever other color walking around. I mean, so I, I really don't see, you know, how they could, you know, pull this race card all the time on this, on this subject. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the, the, the expansion of the 35. Yeah, we need it. But, you know, they actually need to, you know, take a field trip down on the east side 35 and see for themselves. Well, I mean, I think, unfortunately, how, you, you asked the question, how can they use this race card? They use it because it works, right? Yeah, I mean, and does, have, yeah. they, have they gone and walked around over there? Probably. I don't think they care, right? It doesn't really yeah. matter to them. They just want to, you know, they're trying to file this civil rights lawsuit, so, so they have to use civil rights language, and they have to use language that riles up people to, to support their cause, even if what they're saying is an absolute lie. It's highly divisive what yeah. they do. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it just brings me back to this one uh, interview that I saw with uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, I can't remember the interviewer's name, but uh, the interviewer had asked Morgan Freeman, you know, how do you stop racism? And, you know, simple, you know, honest question, you know, answer. Uh, Morgan Freeman said, stop talking about it. Mm. You that, know, that would go a long way. You know, yeah, what you see, stop talking about it, and it, it, it ends right there, you know, but you know these liberals. You know, you know, whenever they don't get what they want, they always bring it up, guys. But yeah, they do. that's that's all I wanted to say, and uh, you know, appreciate you answering my phone call. Thank you, Gilbert. Call anytime, my friend. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is the number, and. Yeah, you know, he's right. You know, he, he brought up that Morgan Freeman. I don't, I don't think if you stop talking about it, it goes away. The truth of the matter is there are always going to be mean, hateful people, mean, hateful individuals that will never, ever go away, period. Um, but I don't believe the vast majority of humanity or Austinites in general are that way. Uh, I, I just don't. And no matter what you do, no matter how much speech you try to limit or, or uh, this or that, uh, you would, no matter what narratives you continue to harp on, and you're you're you're, you're never going to end it because there's all, humanity is at times mean and nasty. Period. Yeah. Uh, but just because some people are mean and nasty doesn't mean everybody thinks that way. But the narrative is, oh well, it, it's a it's a widespread uh, world, uh, a, a massive problem that we've got to quell, even if there's just one moron screaming into the wind out there, uh, inflammatory stuff. Yeah, I mean, morons can scream into the wind, of course, as much as they want, and that's that's their right to do it, I suppose, and they'll suffer the consequences should there be any, but none of this is encoded into law yeah. anymore, so it, it's really, it doesn't make any sense, and they're, they're grasping at straws, and like I said, it's a, it's a civil rights lawsuit, so they're going to make, they're going to use civil rights language, sure. and, you know... I don't know. It doesn't. They say they're growing. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. It's the I same, same sad faces every single time. Absolutely, and certainly, nothing that we've been talking uh, or hearing our politicians talk about is really going to bring us together as a nation. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're all Americans. Uh, they just they 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 want to make us think that we're not. Let's go up to North Austin. Zachary's got some thoughts. Good morning, Zachary. Hi guys. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. Good. Thank you. Uh, just a quick. Some quick commentary. Uh, I've lived in Austin over 20 years. I'm from Uvalde. I'm Mexican American, Chicano, and uh, I moved to Hotel Vegas on East 6th Street back in 2001. And uh, yeah, I mean, the East Side used to be frowned upon. People weren't going out of their way to go to East Austin 15, 20 years ago. And I consider myself uh, antiquity. You know, uh, people live in fear. Uh, a, a lot of people like Mexican food more than they do Mexican people. <laughs> and they're not good at hiding it. <laughs> so, 
Well, so so are you saying that? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you saying that kind of like uh, what Gilbert was saying that East Austin has really kind of become just it's already gentrified at this point. Absolutely. Like to- and what I'm getting at is people are fearful. I'm a personable individual, and I can't even say hi or be civil to people or say good morning, hello, how are you, without the other person thinking like I'm gonna you know bother them or. You know, instill some kind of fear because of what I look like. You know, what makes you and think I'm that, though? I mean, are, are people saying that to you? What, what what gives you that idea that people don't want to talk to you? Oh, oh, just, just by their mannerisms, their body language. Okay. You know, things like that. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. I, I've been discriminated against a lot here in, in Austin, and and uh, I can just tell just by the way people act. You know, when I show up places like in a parking lot, I I park somewhere and. They want to wait to see if I'm going to get out of the car or follow them, just things like that. People live in fear, and it's obvious, and that's all I'm getting at. I got you. I got. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, Zachary. That's that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, no, no problem, buddy. But uh, yeah, you guys have a good one. Thank you, guys. You as well. Take care, Thanks my friend. Take care. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is the number. Matthew is on I thirty five. Good morning, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, good morning. I I apologize. I don't I don't know uh, y'all's names, but one one of the hosts said that. Uh, there's always going to be racism that some people are always just going to be mean and nasty yeah, like that. And yeah. I largely agree with that. But I'm also reminded of a quote by Thomas Sowell that said that there, there are no solutions to problems. There's only trade-offs. So I guess theoretically you could eliminate racism, but, racism, but at what cost to humanity? It's just kind of what I'm thinking about as you're saying that. Well, I mean, I think that the, I think that we've done what we can do by, like I said, not it's no longer encoded into law. Right. And so, you know, individuals and their individual lives, they're going to be that way sometimes. And that's their business. And that's what they're going to do. But they, they there's nothing in law. There's nothing in, in businesses can't discriminate based on that. All that's all that is illegal. Right. So it's kind of like I think we've gotten to the point where we're going to get to. And I think it's a pretty good spot where we're at. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, kind of to Thomas Sowell's point, you could take it further but it would be at a cost of liberty that no one would be amenable to. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you're right, and, and and we already kind of see bits and pieces of that when you know people, uh, you know, people are afraid to have certain certain viewpoints, even political viewpoints. Oh, well, you know, I, I'm afraid to even come out publicly because I'm a Republican, and you know, everybody thinks. So, I mean, we're already kind of reaching a point where these sort of things are shifting and shaping society in ways that certainly are not not to the betterment of of, of civility. Anyway, thanks so much, Matthew. We appreciate that. Uh, great, great call. 512-836-0590 is the number if you'd like to weigh on this as well. But yeah, I th- uh, Rethink 35, they, that, that is their, I mean, I guess secondarily, their argument against uh, TxDOT's overhaul 35 is that, you know, we're going to create this heat dome and, you know, we're going to kill all the golden cheek war- warblers and uh, everybody's going to cook to death. It's not uh, the salamanders? Well, I'm sure they're worried about the salamanders too. Yeah, I'm well. sure they're also worried. You know what? Uh, we're 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 going to kill the dinosaurs. I'm sure they they'd make that absurd argument. At this point, it's just it's it's ridiculous. Well, we can't kill the dinosaurs. That's not. I'm now. Well, I'm I am now. I am now against I-35. If we're going to kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> well, you know, I rethink 35. I th- I think that you know they they genuinely believe that adding more asphalt here uh, is 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 just going to destroy the the environment any further because you know we're going to save the planet. We're going we're gonna to save the planet from right here in our own backyard, a little old Austin. Austin Texas. is ground zero. And our leader, Ryan Alter. 946, Todd Nash Show and Patrick Osborne. He's Brad Swale. Todd Jeffrey's out. He'll be back Monday. 
And we've had uh, lot, lots of good topics, lots of good discussions, and uh, lots of good calls from you. And uh, if you would love to, uh, if you'd like to join in on uh, on, the, on the discussion, 512-836-0590 is the number. Uh, we've got uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. They're going to be at the border today. Uh, they're going to be in different places, Trump and Eagle Pass and uh, Biden over there in Brownsville. We heard from Benny earlier this morning, who's in Brownsville, and uh, you know, he kind of gave us some uh, ground-level uh, you know, perspective of how things really are going through there and, and talking about how we, they really just feel completely 100% totally abandoned by, by the White House and the Biden administration and how a lot of the rhetoric coming from, from the White House is just a bunch of nonsense and people want help down there. People want their border, secure, their border communities to be secure yeah. and, and not be overrun by packs of, you know, 50, 100, 200 people running across because they just made their way into the country. Uh, so it was, a, it was a pretty good phone call. Uh, 512-836-0590 is the number. Also, uh, there's a new poll out showing U.S. adults, uh, not surprisingly, divided along party lines uh, for support of Ukraine military funding. Democrats are more likely to say that the U.S. government is not spending enough on funding Ukraine. According to the latest Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs research poll that shows most Republicans believe that the U.S. government has spent too much on Ukraine, already over $76 billion. The divide also reflected in Congress, where the Democratic-controlled Senate passed another $95 billion aid package, including $60 billion for Ukraine, a package that Republicans say does not fund the most pressing issue facing our country, the border crisis. The bill's being held up by the Republican-controlled House. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. And you know what? It doesn't. And our own senator from Texas voted for that bill, John Cornyn, that provided money for Ukraine, that provided money for you know, other borders, but not our own. Zero dollars for the United States border, the Texas border with Mexico, and the Texas the senator from Texas, John Cornyn, was the one to vote for that. He didn't vote for the, the border security bill that would have codified 8,500 illegal immigrants a day into law. Yeah. But he might as well. I mean, he, he voted against securing our border in lieu of securing Ukraine's border. This poll, I, I, you know, I just, I, I, if, if this administration, if Congress wants support for Ukraine, give us a little bit more, a little bit better accounting uh, of, of how our money is being spent because you're throwing it over to Ukraine. We're not seeing any change over there. It's been a stalemate for God knows how long. And we've had the popu- a larger population than 36 U.S. states flood over the border illegally under Biden's watch. Yeah, I don't even know if they gave us good accounting. I still wouldn't want them to send the money over there. But this the, this poll, Democrats are, it's not surprising. More no, Democrats, not more Democrats are uh, more likely to say that we need to send more money to Ukraine or we're not sending enough. I What? average democrat what how much is enough like how much do you want is it 200 billion is it a trillion is it two trillion is it all of our treasury i don't know like when is it enough for an average democrat fair enough fair enough question and 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 what's the end goal here at what point have we have we sent and said all right listen from here on out you know you you're gonna have to work your way to the finish line well we're, we're probably not and I guess it's because we've got all kinds of secrets hidden over there. That's where all of our nasty, dirty little secrets go to die in Ukraine. Yeah. And we can't let those get out, can we? There is that. Jeff's in North Austin. He's got some thoughts on this border problem. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Jeff Good. from North Austin. Hey, hey I just want to reiterate, I think I've said this before when I've called in, that maybe I have. Um, you know, when, when Joe Biden walked into the office, you know, he rescinded, Donald Trump's border policies day one. Right. It's an executive order. That's all it is. We don't need funding to enforce border laws. 
that have already were already in place and actively working. But one thing to note, rescinding Title 42 and rapid DNA testing to help curb and protect uh, the truck. Well, Je- your phone's breaking up on you, Jeff. Uh, oh, there you go. Battle among all voters. Like, that's enough. Like, when it comes to the children and human trafficking, I don't even understand how we can even argue the fact that that should be number one priority, protecting the children. Yes, sir. I agree. I agree, but but we, we clearly are not prioritizing that whatsoever. You would think Absolutely. that it would be the number one priority. Yeah. It's, it well, appears it, to be way down on the totem yeah. pole. Yeah, it's it's in, but we'd rather launder money through Ukraine, as you were it, it, insinuating, to cover up the crimes, the bioweapons labs, the human sex trafficking, part harvesting, uh, a plethora of other things. So it's it's sick, and we just need the the globe can see it. It's odd that the U.S. citizens can't all pick it up. I know, you know, I know, it baffles me as well. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you weighing in on this. Uh, let's go to Dripping Springs, as Rip has some thoughts as well. Hey, Rip. So, Rip. Good morning. Good to hear y'all. I Thank love you. that last caller's use of the word plethora. <laughs> it's hey, a good word. What I was uh, what I was calling about is your last comment about John Cornyn supporting the last drunken funding bill coming through there. And just a reminder, he is in contention for uh, majority leader when uh, Rhino Cocaine Mitch steps down. And Cornyn is amongst the worst rhinos out there. He needs to be primaried out on the next election. Everybody call your call Cornyn's office and tell him to knock it off. Well, he never seems to have any real significant, serious challenger. I mean, every time he's up for re-election, he'll have a you know somebody will push on him a little bit, you know, some Democrat challenger. But it's not like in the Ted Cruz races, you know, where he's 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 battling it out, you know, going the full twelve rounds. So I I, I, I mean, we got to yeah. I, I until he's challenged, see, legitimately challenged in the primaries and primary day, yeah, I think you're you're still going to get because he'll say he cares and it and we it's our state it's his border and and he definitely did not vote in favor of anything that would have benefited benefit ukraine over us right rip hey thanks for weighing in man 5128360590 is the number uh wanted to shift gears here ask have you heard about it's uh my uh one, one of my favorite things to do in the afternoon yeah come 3 p.m. okay uh I sit there with my mom watch jeopardy because you're either eight years old and staying home sick from school, or you're 80 years old eating porridge. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, no, but I. I uh, it is. It, it's it's favorite afternoon pastime. And have you heard about the Jeopardy? Uh, I guess there's a controversy now okay. involving one of the questions. And Ken Jennings, an absolute gent of a human being, a, a gem of a human being. And he's and he's caught in the crossfire here of uh, of woke social media. Jeopardy fans in an uproar over this clue. Uh, speech parts of speech was was the uh, category, and uh, Ken Jennings read uh, the the clue was Zim Zers Zimself Zerself Zerself Zimself. And the same contestant buzzed in to answer, "What are pronouns?" Jennings awarded the money, saying, "Yes, those are pronouns." He followed up with neo pronouns. And of course, they are neo pronouns because we, you know throughout most of history we had the common sense to know that those aren't real pronouns. Sure, there's no well, such thing as a zim zimself or zers or zem. They are neo in the sense they are new. Yes, yes. Well, so then all of a sudden you had all these uh, these angry people uh, at Ken Jennings because he used the term neo pronouns, 
and uh, and and you on the other side you had people who were upset uh, saying I'm never watching Jeopardy again because it's gotten too woke. Yeah, I I just think this is really it's really a shame uh, that uh, that Jeopardy such a such a, a a staple of afternoon television is uh, is caught in this in this uh, ridiculous pronoun controversy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of a crazy, crazy times we live in, right? Where Gijers and Jim Selves are out there on Jeopardy getting their own answers, questions, answers. So, yeah, well, they're questions. Actually, they give them the answers and they have to pose them. Exactly. Them. So that's you, the you ever watch? Come on, give it the time. I just, I said it right. I know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, hang in there, Ken. And, uh, Alex, Alex Trebek never would have played along with this. That's all I'm saying. Dylan Mulvaney is the 30 under 30 for Forbes. Oh, so, Joy. Yeah. That dude's still around? She? She's... No, it's a they, guy. It's well, a fella. They it's a say, man. They say... Man. He's, got a, they he's got an say, Adam's apple on uh, XY chromosome. The Forbes, Forbes says that Dylan Mulvaney is an actress. Forbes wouldn't lie to you, would they? Thanks, Forbes. They also, they also said Austin wow. was the 15th, most safe, 15th safest city in the nation uh, at one point in time. And, well, we know that's not true. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. Spinal stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves. Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272 or online, austinpaindoctor.com.